Hive buddies, welcome to the very new episode of HNC Buddies. We literally just rebranded it today. So we, oh, my YouTube's not muted. I don't like hearing my own voice. That threw me off. Anyways, uh, this is HNC Buddies. Um, we, you guys know, we've been trying to rebrand and try to do more positive things and more things that. I really like, not that I don't like politics, but you guys know that politics doesn't feel good for me anymore. So um, we are going to just talk about nerd stuff. So with that being said, let's go ahead and bring on Bill. Hello, Bill, looking all dapper. I do what I can. Thank you, everybody. We had a, a few more people than usual waiting for the stream today. So thank you, everybody, for joining us, whether you're new or whether you're an existing uh, viewer. We do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, very happy for the rebrand. It was time. If we're going to change the look, if we're going to change things up, let's change it up. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like I should have put a suit on as well. Oh, well, you'd look better in the suit than I do, but it's just a shirt and tie. If we're going to be honest, folks, I'm wearing basketball shorts. I was going to say, you're probably wearing basketball shorts. <laughs> which, which, by the way, is actually a trait that is not uncommon amongst real sportscasters. I mean, it happens a lot more than I feel you like think. we need to see the whole ensemble. <laughs> uh, no. We're going to hard pass on that. Boo. Um, I have jobs opening for a uh, producer for anybody that wants to join. <laughs> <laughs> but we also want to let y'all know we've got a couple of great guests today. And we thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, make sure you make them feel welcome. Make them part of, are we calling it the buddy gang or the buddy group, the buddy clan, the what, what, what do we want to call it? I think we're just, just the buddies. I think that's what we, we kind of latched on to months ago was people just wanted to be the buddies. Yeah, I, I think I like that. So make I sure mean, I do kind of like buddy gang, but like, let's, we'll just stick with the buddies. Okay. <laughs> it's whatever you want. Just Scott asked, did the shorts at least match the shirt and the tie? Probably. No, no, no. Well, hold on. I'm if not, they're black. I mean, if they're black. They're, they're blue. They're blue and orange. And I okay, know, I know of. this looks orange, but I swear it's pink. I don't know what's going on with my camera, but it's pink. I definitely thought it was orange. I thought you were yeah. just kind of sticking with your. But, uh, well, that's your, the thing. My it, chair, my chair is red, uh -huh. but it looks orange. I, I'm not sure what's oh, going on. Oh, wow. I settings. thought that was. I thought that was orange too. I thought you yeah. were just kind of matching with your death stroke back there. I, I don't know what's going on with it, but either way, it probably hasn't shaved as. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> But I'm but I'm Asian. I don't have to. I can literally go like Jen, what? Stop it. I'm Asian. I don't have to. I can go weeks and not have to worry about shaving. Why are you being so offended? No, I'm not offended. I can't be more offended than the victim. Okay, we've established that. I just okay, well, I, I was not ex I was not expecting that. So my apologies. Well, I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring our guests on. All right. So our first guest is the founder and uh, a really really awesome personality. Her name is Desiree, and she operates the Women of Gaming website and we'll definitely get more in depth with her here in just a minute because she's got some great things going on i actually met desiree's husband on spell table playing magic the gathering that was a lot of fun and that's a conversation in and of itself but everybody please welcome desiree to the show hi desiree hey, welcome hi how are you and then we got this chick hey you changed that tone <laughs> right now mister <laughs> put put him in timeout <laughs> he means it Bill, you're grounded. 
I am very grounded. Okay. So for the record, this is my wife, Tabitha, and I'm bound by the laws of gods and men to tell you she is the hottest, sexiest gamer on the planet. Thank you. Everybody, please welcome. (laughs) Everybody, welcome, Tabitha. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. Uh, Desiree, before we get started, let's get a little more in depth with the uh, women in gaming and what you're doing with that. Uh, So I had a couple, I have a couple of girlfriends that I started this with. Um, Initially, it was women of Magic the Gathering because the three of us play primarily Magic. We like Commander quite a bit. Um, We had a a negative experience with one of our male counterparts in a game. And after that, we're like, you know what? This is enough is enough. It's time to do something. Women need more representation. So let's start our own group. And things just kind of snowballed. I don't want to say out of control, but in a good way. And we went from women of Magic the Gathering to women of gaming overall so that we can bring in women from all platforms of gaming. And it's really just about creating a safe and fun atmosphere for women to not only play at their LGS, but be able to play online, to be able to uh, stream and, you know, just be out there and proud of the fact that they're women in the gaming environment without having to hold back at all. That is awesome. I love Mm -hmm. it. I absolutely oh, love it. Oh, I love it, especially from the uh, the LGS aspect, because Tabitha will tell you, I used to manage a video game store. And then as Magic the Gathering became a little bit more popular over the last four to five years, we really made a push, not only for Magic the Gathering, but Dungeons and Dragons and tried to even uh, organize ladies' nights or mm-hmm. ladies' gaming days because I felt this was a space that was not just ignored, but was not being taken advantage of because there's so many more women in gaming today, whether it's on the digital platforms or in the tabletop space. Um, for those that have no idea, can you guys explain what LGS is? So local LGS is, store. yeah, local game store, local game shop, whichever okay. you prefer. <laughs> yes. I don't know that lingo. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, no. I just that's, know that's GameStop. Okay. That's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, buy all my games on Steam. So <laughs> one of our counterparts is actually a manager at GameStop. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So what uh, what does your uh, organization do besides bringing women gamers together? So right now, since we're in our, our infancy of things, um, our big push is to create ladies nights events at various LGS. So our shop, um, our main shop is called Cardboardia and it's here in Marietta, California. And we play there every first Wednesday of the month. And typically we have between six and a dozen women that come out to play. But then there's other shops in the area that we've branched out into. And we're actually, I think we have three three more ladies' nights lined up in the surrounding area going as far as San Diego. And we're hoping to push into L.A. and Orange County soon. And aside from that, one of our long-term goals is we would like to be able to bring enough uh, revenue so that we can actually start a scholarship. So for women that are interested in graphic design, in streaming, you know, some sort of producing, um, you know, even just going as far as they can with gaming in general, you know, if we can help with a monetary support system, then, you know, that'll really drive the whole idea of women in gaming and being out there in the the environment. That's awesome. So when you, when you have these events, is it primarily tabletop gaming? Like I know you said that you do all platforms, but is it primarily the gable to ta- ta- wow. Tabletop gaming. 
Yes. Yeah, so right now our, our main focus is commander and modern. Um, with that, this summer, I'm hoping to actually branch out into an overall ladies night where we're bringing in Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, D&D, um, any kind of board games that people or excuse me, the, the women would like to play. Um, we're just we're trying to get it as big as we can. But because myself and Nikki and Sammy and you know, my, my partners, uh, we play magic the most out of everything. Mm-hmm. So that's our, our big push into the gaming world. Nice. I've never played Magic. I've always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, but oh, it's that, great. that always looked interesting, only because of big, the Big Bang Theory. Like that's literally the only reason why I like the, the show. Makes it look so much fun. I, I, okay, so I would go so far as to be bold and say that you three by yourselves could have a really good and fun, successful D and D stream. I re- especially starting from the ground up from uh, mm-hmm. somebody who's never played before. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, Heather, the artist asks a really good question. Do women in general have trouble in the gaming world? She's not a gamer, but she's curious. Tabitha, as a female gamer, because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I, I don't know if I said this during the stream or just before the stream, you know, you're the one who got me into magic, the gathering. Plus we've streamed, a lot of video games together as a female in the gaming space. Have you had any kind of troubles or, you know, things that you've had to deal with as a female gamer? Um, Not so much here, like within the past, maybe 10 years. Uh, But I started playing magic in 1998. Yes, I'm old. And I actually played Diablo on a PC computer before it was even a, um, Console game. Console game. So, and nobody would ever take me serious because I was a girl and girls really can't play that stuff. Um, So I literally just stopped playing because it was so hard and they just didn't want to take me serious when I was playing magic with them. So, yeah. Desiree, how about you? You know, it's been a hit or miss for me. It depends on the crowd. Um, I like to think that, because I have a background in in the military, that my presence alone kind of pushes off a lot of naysayers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had issues where men will try to play my deck for me or mm-hmm. tell me that I may, I misplayed because they didn't agree with it. Uh, as far as computer and uh, console gaming, um, you know, getting on the mic is is very daunting because just like Tabitha said, the men don't take you seriously. You know, mm-hmm. they hear a female voice and the first thing they're wanting to ask is if you're single, you know, how long have you been playing? Do you even know what you're doing? Can you aim? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm human just like you are. I have two thumbs. I'm more than capable. But because I'm a woman, it tends to put me on a lower tier of gaming ability. Mm-hmm. Jen, you're a relatively uh, successful Twitch streamer and a Twitch partner. Have you faced any issues as a female streamer? All right. First, let's correct that. I'm an affiliate, not a partner. There's a huge difference. You're right, you're um, right. I, I am an affiliate. I haven't been as active on Twitch. I am trying to get back into it. Um, as far as issues that I've had, it's it's just like Desiree. Like It's hit or miss, and it really just depends mm-hmm. on... I'm primarily PC and Xbox. Um, I haven't really played my Xbox in a while, but those are the two main platforms I play on. And it just really depends on what game I'm playing. And there's a lot of, and that's part of the reason why I have the rule on my Twitch, no backseat gaming, because I cannot stand when men come in and say, say the same things like, Hey, you need to do this and you need to do that. Like, don't tell me how to play. Like I, I play to have fun. Like I'm not a competitive gamer. Um, I used to play apex legends and I, I did it to, to have fun. I did not like having 
these male teammates that will say, you need to go here, grab this weapon. No, I don't like that weapon. I want, you know, the R99 or whatever the heck it is. Like there's certain weapons that I want to use. Like, don't tell me how to play. You know, I'm here to have fun. Like I don't give two shits about winning. Like I just want to have fun. So it's, it's really hit or miss. It really depends on what game I'm playing. Um, I have found, you know, a couple good groups of gamers that are very mixed that have male and female. So I haven't really dealt with it as much. Plus lately, I haven't really played games with anybody. So I don't really deal with it as much anymore. Desiree, that, that kind of segues into this question. Which have you had, obviously you've had experience in both the digital space and the tabletop space. Which community do you feel is more accepting of women in gaming? You know, I really feel like uh, the tabletop um, TCG setting is a little more welcoming because that tends to be in person. And it's a lot harder to, you know, be a keyboard warrior to say nasty things when you're looking somebody directly in the eye. Um, mm -hmm. I still have gentlemen that like to try and play my deck for me. They'll, they'll call misplays when they aren't necessarily a misplay. And not to say that I'm the greatest commander or modern player. You know, modern is very new for me. Commander is fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I work hard at building my decks and I, I know how they play. So I, I do find I have more trouble with PC and console for sure. Mm -hmm. Tabitha, same question to you. Um, it would have to be PC. Definitely. Um, I think tabletop doing commander and everything. It's, it helps with people that have anxiety and don't really like mm -hmm. to be around a lot of people. So they're more welcoming to, a female gender because it, it's just easier on them than like Desiree said, it's easy to be a keyboard warrior when you're not looking someone in the face and they, they would, they, uh, they will hit on you. They will say disgusting things when you turn them down. It's just, it's just not a good area to play <clears throat> sometimes. Yeah. The, the gaming community, especially online gaming, can be extremely toxic. I mean, mm -hmm. male or female, like it is just extremely toxic as is. And I, you guys know me. I'm not that type of person that's like, oh, women power and, you know, <laughs> feminism and all. I don't do that. But I do know that there is this stigma and I've experienced it so much. Like I remember somebody messaged me. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head because it was years ago. And just the things that were being said all because I'm a female gamer and I'm just like, oh my God, like, mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, I just, I love video games because it's a stress outlet for me, like to just mm -hmm. kind of decompress and get lost in this virtual world of whatever game I'm playing. Yeah, uh, great, great responses all around. Let's uh, kind of switch gears into something that's a little bit more in the positive aspect of women in gaming. Uh, and Jen, I want to start with you. Whether it's tabletop or whether it's digital platforms, why is there more women in gaming now more than ever before? Um, I think it's because women, like we've just gotten into, you know, these, these platforms and we enjoy it. Like we enjoy... I don't, I think that there's been so long that there's just been the stigma that like, oh, video games are for boys and, you know, sports are for boys. But like now that we're starting to make entries into these different um, areas or whatever you want to call it, you know, we're, we're realizing that, you know, we can have just as much fun, like video games are fun. And mm -hmm. I, I don't really have the actual answer as to why I think it's just, it's a human experience that everybody wants to enjoy and it's an enjoyable thing. So people do it. 
Tabitha, how much uh, you and I have had this conversation before, and I mm-hmm. want you to uh, kind of verbalize the same feelings that we've talked about because you had some good points on this. The the, t- the TV show and Jen, I think you'll agree. The TV show uh, Big Bang Theory, I feel, uh-huh. especially over the last decade, has really opened up the space for women in gaming. Do you feel that that was a cultural significance with that TV show and having more women in the gaming space and the gaming community? Um, I, I really do think it did, especially the episode where the girls were reading the comic books or when Penny got hooked on the video game or when the girls played D&D. Um, it made, especially when they played D&D with like Joe Meganello and the big, <laughs> <laughs> the big celebrity group, I think it, it kind of opened up to women to think that, hey, I can be part of this and it's okay. And some men to be like, it's okay to let women in and, and to help play. Yeah, I, I yeah, and that's exactly where I was going with that. Desiree, it, it's obviously important to have women in gaming, but especially with the platform that you've opened up now with womenofgaming.com, give me one second. I'm going to throw that banner back up on the screen. I highly recommend everybody go check that out. We'll definitely talk more about that later. But Desiree, why is it more important now to have representation of women in the gaming space or the gaming community, whether it's tabletop or digital? Um, I think for me personally, uh, I, I like to, it reminds me of being in high school and middle school. I, I remember growing up and I loved being at the arcade. You know, Nickel Nickel was one of my favorite outings as a kid. And then as I got into high school, um, I, I was dating one of my fellow wrestlers and he and his brother had LAN parties and they brought me mm-hmm. in. We started playing Halo or not Halo, um, Afterlife on the computer. And then they introduced me to Age of Empires and, it was already odd that I was on the wrestling team in a male atmosphere. And then you, I got thrown into the video gaming world with them. And I noticed that there just were not many females around me there. I wanted other girls to play with, to be able to talk about, you know, less masculine, less competitive things, mm-hmm. you know, have more fun. And as I got older, I kind of strayed away from video games because there just weren't enough women for me. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, you know, like I said, I had that one negative experience and I, I was fed up. And now I I feel that women everywhere are getting fed up with the fact that we're outnumbered and underrepresented. So women of gaming in itself is just kind of here to to open up pathways for everyone to meet and connect and and come together because that's what we want to do is we want to play together. I want to pass this to Jen for just a second, but before I do, I want to say that as a as a man who is ultra competitive, I've always I've been playing competitive sports and games since I was five years old uh, at the highest levels in a lot of cases. But I will say, and this is not me kissing my wife's ass. I'm not blowing smoke. Tabitha introduced me to magic, but Tabitha also introduced me into the mindset of, and, and regardless of gender, that it's not important for you to win all the time. It's uh-huh. important for you to have fun all the time. Okay, Mm -hmm. because my number one, you know, when I would sit down with a deck of cards or I would sit down with a controller in my hands, I always wanted to beat my competition. Always. It didn't matter. And Tabitha, you know, we started getting other people into magic by letting them win, even though it was like, I know I've got the best hand or I got I started getting women to play Madden. 
even mm-hmm. though I knew I could beat them. And I think that's important for a lot of men. You just need to, you don't have to dominate everything. I think it's important to get women inclusive in the gaming space by, I God, letting them win sounds so, what's the word I'm looking for, Jen? Condescending? Chauvinistic. Chauvinistic, condescending. Yes, that, that's what it sounds like. But nobody wants to get their ass beat all the time either. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's important. I think. Well, I don't think that you should, you know, let anybody win. I think you should just play the game and just enjoy the game. You know, like right. uh, there's certain games I stay away from because it's it's not that. I mean, I guess I kind of suck at it, but like I I I don't like waiting for a lobby for 30 minutes just to play the game for five. Mm-hmm. So like Dead by Daylight, I will not play that game anymore. One, that game is extremely toxic, and I. It, that's the trend is I wait for five minutes or 30 minutes and I play the game for five minutes and I get face camped by the killer. And it's like, and then I'm getting all these hate messages from, you know, the killer and teammates. That I don't even know. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? I stay, I stay away from it. So I think it's just important. Like, you know, I don't want anybody to ever let me win. Like I want to win because I was good enough to win. So you should just have fun and don't cater to people. Like if you, if you right. suck at a game, then sorry, you suck at it. Either get better or play something else. In other words, get good. Get good. <laughs> what, what kind of questions do you have for our guest, Jen? Um, so do either of you guys stream? Well, we just started streaming on Twitch. I think we have two live shows. One was a test show, um, but we're streaming Commander on Spell Table right now. Nice. Okay. Um, me and Bill have streamed playing Diablo and, of course, um, Magic. Oh, Magic and then oh, uh, the, a fighting game, Injustice. Yes, Injustice, mm-hmm. where I would always whoop him. But um, <laughs> we stream those. Okay, so, um, so you guys know that there's obviously a negative stigma around girl gamers. There's especially a negative uh, stigma around female streamers. What do you guys think mm-hmm. about that? Go ahead, Tabitha. I'll let you take this one. Um, <laughs> I do know that there are some, not a lot of women, because I'm I'm very, very big uh, women supporter. I believe women should build each other up and not tear each other down. Mm-hmm. Um, we already have too many people tearing us down anyways. So uh, I do know that some women do make it harder for other women on streaming platforms. Um, I don't think that all women should be set to those standards, but it does happen and I don't like it at all. Do you mind if I ask you wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, can you, can you be specific? What, what is the, cause I know where you're going and mm-hmm. if you don't want to say it, that's fine. I'll say it for you. So that way nobody else gets an opinion. Uh, do you want me to say it for you or. I, I don't know what you're talking. I mean, I don't like the whole, um, the, Gamer girls that do the high little baby voices and and all that, um, but that's booby just, streamers. Yes, it's yeah, the booby, booby streamers that I cannot stand. I'm not mm-hmm. the type that wants to tear down other women. And you know, I guess you know more power to you for having a body that you can sell on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm just not here for it. And honestly, it causes. Um, especially back when I had long hair, I don't really deal with it now because I look like a little boy on stream. But like before, it was like you know, get your tits out, like who are you talking to? Like, I am a very conservative person. Like I don't even like walking around in a, in a bathing suit unless like I'm at the beach. Like 
and unless I'm actually going to get in the water, I don't even want to be in a bathing suit. So like, I don't like that, that negative stigma that the booby mm-hmm. streamers cause with, you know, our community. Desiree, that's kind of where I was going with it. I, I don't like talking about it, but we don't shy away from anything here when it comes to, uh, for lack of a better term, the e-girls. And we know what I'm talking about there. Mm-hmm. Has that been a detriment or an advantage to introducing women into the gaming space? You know, I I kind of feel like it's a blessing and a curse because on the one hand, you have these women that are gaining attention and they are confident in themselves and they're able to, you know, flaunt what they have and they I am not going to say that they do feel good about it because I don't know for sure. Um, but, you know, that's the presentation that they're giving. That's the the brand that they've made for themselves. And for some women, it works. You know, they have their streamers, they have their followers and their mm-hmm. subscribers and it benefits them. And on the other hand, there are women, you know, like Jen, who are a little more conservative that don't want to be represented by how big their cleavage is or how much of themselves they can show off. They want to be known for their ability to play the game. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I I don't want to flaunt my body on stream. I want people to see how I'm playing my deck, you know, what plays I decided to make, which cards were put down for what reason. Um, but that that's me. That's which is totally different from you know somebody else next to me. So I I don't want to say that it's a complete negative thing. I don't want to say that it's a complete positive thing. I really just feel like if that's your brand and it works for you, then you know that's just how it is. Yeah. I I mean I agree with that. I just at the same time, I just feel like it kind of sets us back because here we are trying to just show that we belong in the gaming community. And then we have this stereotypical, you know, booby streamer that's like, <laughs> look at me, shoot the gun. You're like, what are you doing? Like, you know, do you know how to play the game or are you just on there to flash your boobs? Like, what are we doing? Wow. Uh, it's just I, funny. I found because- myself asking that too, a yeah. time or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Tabitha and I, we've, because there's been a couple of times where, I've had to pull Tabitha in because I'll watch uh, other streamers on spell table, especially. And uh, gosh, there's one girl. I think her name is Keen K E E N gaming. She's a really good Madden player. And she used to do some NCAA football too. She's really good. And then uh, there's a couple of others. Uh, Desiree, are you familiar with uh, alias V and a couple of those in that MTG space? I can't say that I've heard of Alias V, but I, I, I am somewhat familiar. Um, streaming is pretty new to me. Okay, that's fair. But there's been a couple of times where I've had to pull Tabitha in because you go to the Twitch dashboard and there are literally girls who are playing a game. They, I don't even know if they're playing a game because you don't see their screen, but you see them with a controller in their hand in a bikini and a inflatable pool. And it's like, what the fuck? This is not gaming to me and i this is as a male on the outside looking in i mean of course anybody wants to see something that's pleasant to the eyes but tabitha you and i we've talked about this and to me that just i don't want to say it's a detriment because i'm i'm kind of like desiree it's like you know make your money boo if (laughs) if you want to be a freak and sell it on the weekends it's none of my business okay but at the same time it's like how can you take somebody seriously how do we make that differ, uh, the differentiation between that, Tabitha? Um, well, here's my thing. Yes, 
is it good to go on there and you see some boobs and guys are like, yay, whatever. And that's great if that draws them in. And if you're really on there to play games and you're good at what you're doing and everything, because eventually it's just going to get old of people just looking at your boobs constantly. Then they're going to wonder what you're playing, how good you are and all of that. So if you want to show your boobs to draw people in, hey, who am I to say that you can't do that as long as you're representing your abilities and not just doing it to get followers and subscribers and all of that? But I mean, that's why most of them do it. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I disagree that it's it doesn't get old because this has been going on for, you know, the 10 plus years that I've been. Mm -hmm. I've even known about Twitch. Like they, there are the female gamers out, the booby streamers that they are bigger than a lot of male streamers because that's all their platform is. And you guys know I am not an advocate for OnlyFans, but if you want to do that shit, go to OnlyFans. Like get that shit off the gaming platforms and like let's you know do the the video games. Like I I I don't I just don't like it. I, I think that. It's very disgraceful, and I think that women can be more successful without having to flaunt their goodies. I, I think there's a space for both, but I'm just a man. What do I know? Um, but sure. I, I, I'm with Jen. Keeping the two – I think there's a space yeah. for both, but I also believe that keeping them separate is not a bad thing either, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm just okay. very torn on it because I, you know, I like, like Desiree said, like, if that's, if that's how they make their money, then I'll, I'll power to them. But at the same time, it's like, you're also hurting the gaming girl community. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of us out there that are really like, I have a really good friend that she's, she's actually building up quite a platform uh, with virtual reality gaming. And, you know, she speaks at conventions, like she's getting really big and she doesn't do that. And, you know, you get people that come into her streams that are like, hey, you know, get your tits out. Like, what the fuck? Like, it is not OK to talk to us like that. Like, she wants yeah. to show off her gaming skills mm -hmm. and enjoy yeah. the game with, you know, people that have mutual interest in the game. Like, and same with me when I play video games. Like, I, I really stream video games because, one, I want people to talk to because, you know, I want to socialize because I'm lonely at times. And I, I want to, like, share my video gaming experience with people that have that same mutual interest. Yeah. And, and and that's fair. Um, Jen, do you have any specific questions right now? Because if not, I've got one I definitely want to ask. Um, okay, so I don't know anything about tabletop gaming. I've already established that. So um, with platform gaming, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, PC, what are your guys' favorite games? We'll start with Desiree. Uh, so my favorite game on the computer is definitely going to be Age of Empires. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's... It helps calm me down. You know, I get to take everything and synchronize my, my my little houses and all my people and send them where I want to. And I get all my hotkeys that I get to use. And it's not super fast. And the camera movement isn't aggressive because I do get dizzy with aggressive camera movement. Mm -hmm. So if it's not Age of Empires, then it's definitely The Sims. And as far as console gaming goes, I really enjoy Mario Kart and... I kick my husband's butt at that. Don't tell him. I said that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have an old Sega, so I like playing Sonic on that. And the old yes, Mortal Kombat yes. <laughs> Let's go. Right, what about Love you, Tabitha? Uh, mine would have to be Diablo, either on the PC or on the console, Xbox. Um, it's my favorite. I love it. I love to fight and kill things. Um, yeah, it's what I like to do. Nice. And, I heard you sneak Injustice in there earlier, and oh, Injustice wow. is it's rad. 
I love No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because my Catwoman, the only way he can beat me with my Catwoman or uh, Aquaman is if he has his um, Red Lantern with the cat that spits on the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tabitha Tabitha and I have had some epic wars. Like, we've had family members leave the house because we got a little too competitive playing Injustice 2. And uh, Tabitha will use her Catwoman with literally the attachment that says overpowered whip, okay? (laughs) That's what it says. It says overpowered whip, and she will be whipping my ass. It doesn't matter how overpowered it is if you don't know how to use it. You listen to me. (laughs) No, she... she, Sounds like somebody's just a sore loser. Yes. Uh, Didn't we establish that? He will literally be like, one more, one more, and I'm... (laughs) Tabitha, do you do you ever let Bill win just so he can feel good about himself? That's nice of you. Yeah, <laughs> she's very sweet. She's very kind. But she's right. If I use uh, Atrocitus, the Red Lantern, with the uh, the kitty, uh, I can still hang with her sometimes. And then uh, sometimes I will spam her with uh, the Supergirl teleport punch, and then she gets all pissy, and then she leaves. So. <laughs> At least let me play. That's not letting me play. You're, you're right. Me you're, down. you're right. And, and, and well, that's what a husband does. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too super big on like the the fighting games anymore. Like I've been more like obviously World of Warcraft is my shit. Like I've been mm-hmm. getting back into that. I'm trying to finish mm-hmm. up. You know the Broken Isles. I'm I'm on the expansion Legion right now. Um, mm-hmm. Just I'm just trying to catch up before this new expansion gets released. And then I do a lot of the survival crafting games. And a lot of building games, like there's a new game that's actually coming out on Thursday. I'm super excited about Building Simulator. I'm such a nerd when it comes to like these building games. It, but this game looks great. Like I'm just going to build houses. Like it's going to be fun. All right. So I definitely want to ask all three of you ladies, and I'm going to start with Desiree. and Because and, I think this is an important question from a women's perspective. Because the perspective for ever since Pong was a thing has been women's relationships with their significant other others suffer if they're addicted to video games or play video games on a regular basis. So with that in mind, how does gaming affect your relationship with your significant other? So in the past, we've had issues with it. Um, you know, my husband has played too much for me. You know, I wasn't getting the attention that I wanted at the time. And it took me a while to realize, you know, what it was that he was getting out of it. And once I was able to understand it a little bit better and I started playing more myself, I realized, okay, so it's not necessarily a negative thing. I just have to find a way to help him balance what we're doing as a whole. You know, if he can get his game time in and then I can get the time that I need out of him for family life or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then also find a way to balance my gaming needs. You know, it's just it's really finding that that happy middle ground that makes a huge difference because it it can be a blessing and a curse if you take it too far. Jen, same question to you. Have you uh, had, have you ever had any issues with gaming? In- oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Because. Jen gets very addicted to video games. 
Um, especially when I'm extremely stressed out, like that is, that's my outlet. Um, there's, you know, a few times that with, you know, ex-girlfriends that like, I just spend, this is especially back when I used to play Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Like I would come home from work and be on the video games like nonstop. So it obviously caused a little bit of issues there. Um, with the other girlfriend I had issues with, um, that that's, I don't want to get into too much detail, but she was off doing her scandalous things. So I played my video games um, and she tried to use that as an excuse. But it's like I literally only play video games when you left. So like you can't really use that against me. But I, I agree, Desiree. It is about finding balance. And I think that over the years, I've gotten a lot better at finding a balance. So as long as I have that the opportunity to play for a couple hours, then, you know, we're good to go. I'll go do whatever else after that. Tabitha, same question. Um, so at the beginning when we were dating, um, he did play a little too much for me, but I think that was just my insecurities thinking that we wasn't spending enough time together, but now it's, I'm okay if he's in the other room playing a game or something, he's playing Madden or MTG because I can literally go in there and talk to him whenever I want to. So I don't think it's really caused a problem in our relationship. But what about relationships o overall in general? Obviously you and I, we have, you know, and you know, call it bragging, call it whatever you want. We have a fucking mm -hmm. phenomenal relationship. We do. I mean, um, but, but at the same time, you and I have had conversations before where in the past you yeah. felt certain ways about gaming and more specifically your significant other gaming. Right. Um, so past relationships, that's pretty much all he wanted to do was game, game, game. Uh, he had no time for me or his kids. I only have one of his kids. Uh, we had his younger son and I was literally raising his younger son because that's all he would do was literally lock himself in and when i say lock himself he would lock himself in his office and play computer video games all night all day every day and it caused a really big problem i think that is a very important aspect of any relationship is having interests that so that you can do on your own mm -hmm. but your significant other can partake in if wanted needed or warranted Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel that Tabitha and I, like, if I'm sitting here and I'm playing MTG on Spell Table, or if I'm playing uh, MLB The Show 22, at any point in time, my wife can come into this office and shut that shit down. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. Okay, she is the most important thing in my life. But at the same time, she also knows that if she hears some screaming and yelling going on, uh, no, shit's getting real in there. I'm not, not, not. I'm not and, going and, in. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's important. And I think that's a missing aspect for men to understand or uh, significant others, not just men. Mm -hmm. Forget gender. Mm -hmm. But Significant others in general need to understand that if I'm involved in something that is intense, whether that's gaming or work or project or editing video, wink, wink, uh, you know, let, let the other person have that time. 
It's all about finding balance. And yeah, like I, I think, said, yeah. you know, I, I think that it like ideally for me is if if I, I want to come home as long as I show, you know, my significant other some some love and attention when I come mm-hmm. home, say, hey, I'm going to go play video games for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, you know, she's still more than welcome to come in, come talk to me, whatever. Even if I'm streaming, I don't give a shit. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is, right. like, if I'm playing um, I, I don't want to say online gaming because obviously World Warcraft is online. I'm not really battling other people on it though. But like if I'm playing like, you know, Apex Legends or something like just, you just have to understand I can't pause the game if I'm in the middle of a match, right. you know, and right. it's, it's about being able to communicate like, hey, you know, I can't pause right now, but after this match, like I'll, I'll come do whatever it is that you need or, you know, I'll end the game after this match or whatever. So it's it's about communicating and finding that balance with your significant other. And there's, there's other ways of like, you know, you two have gotten you know tabitha and bill you guys have gotten each other involved in video games mm-hmm. so it's also sharing that experience like finding something mm-hmm. that you know maybe maybe you're with somebody that and this i'm just speaking out in general not necessarily to you guys but maybe you're with somebody that it really isn't into video games but then you know yeah. you could find something that might might interest them even if it's just watching like mm-hmm. oh yeah i really enjoy watching this you know so you guys can do that together type of thing 100 agree with everything you just said uh so, Desiree, let me ask you this. Whether it's digital or tabletop space, how – because I have gotten this question quite a bit. When I used to run a video game store, Tabitha got, got it quite a bit, believe it or not. Because Tabitha and I didn't work at the video game store together, but she did show up quite a bit. All the people that worked there, they knew her. They loved her. Uh, they only came there for her. They never wanted to see me. Fuck them people. Um, <laughs> but uh, a question that we both got a lot as a married couple, how do I get my significant other into gaming? Whether that's MTG, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, or, you know, World of Warcraft, or, you know, digital or tabletop gaming. If you had somebody come to you and say, how do I get, how do I get my significant other into gaming? What would you tell them? What's advice you would give them? You know, I think with that... The most important aspect is just communication, being open and honest. You know, if gaming is something that's very important to you, it's something you truly enjoy doing, then, you know, letting your partner know this is something that is a part of me that means a lot. And I would love to share it with you, you know, opening up that line of communication and the invitation alone really it's appealing because it's saying, I want to spend this time with you. I want to share something with you. I would like to create something else that we have in common together. Jen, same question. I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, it's, it's about, you know, at least for me, like I, I would tell, you know, my significant other, like video games are extremely important to me, you know, and I would love to share something that I love with you. So you might not like World of Warcraft, but you know, let's maybe find something that we can play together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, all there's literally any, any game or any, uh, genre or whatever, like they literally have everything. Like I said, I, I have a game where I can build houses. I have games where I can flip houses. I have games where I have a pressure washer and I pressure wash <laughs> things and clean it. Like there's literally a game for everything. So you, th- there's gotta be something that like, if your significant other isn't too super into video games, I'm sure you can find something like, Hey, what are you into? Oh, I really like relaxing games. And you know, I want to build a family. Oh, well here's Sims. You know, oh, I want to shoot things and blow things up. Oh, okay. Here's Apex Legends. Like, there's literally game for everything. It's just about, you know, like Desiree said, communicating and finding, you know, what is going to interest them and something that you guys can share together. 
Tabitha, I would ask you the same question, but you have an awesome husband, so we know how that works out for you. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think it's uh, important. uh, Jen, did you have any other questions right now? No, no, right now I don't. I think we can move on to the next yeah, I, I definitely want to ask because we touched on this very briefly earlier, but I got to get y'all's opinion because there's, depending on where you get your information, depending on what website and what research you do, okay, women in gaming generates over half a billion dollars to the industry, mm-hmm. whether that's tabletop, whether that's in the digital space, it doesn't matter. Uh, but every just about everything that I've researched says that women generate over half a billion dollars to the gaming industry. Jen, what is your immediate response when you hear that number? Booby streamers. Goddamn. That's that's. I mean, the, if if we're talking about money that's being brought in, that's literally who's bringing in the most money in the girl gaming community. And I hate saying that, but that's literally what it is. It's the booby streamers that are bringing it all in. I I don't know how to respond to that, but Tabitha, <laughs> we'll move on to you. Um, I'm going to say that's awesome because I don't want to think it's only just the booby streamers, especially with all the ladies that are MTG players that do um, that play on game nights and stuff like that. They go to competitions and play um, and they're pretty awesome and they don't worry about their boobs being out or anything like that. They're literally like badass magic players. Like they will shut shit down in a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, please don't take me as like talking about booby streamers. Like I'm discrediting like gaming <laughs> girls, period, because I'm not. I know there are a lot of phenomenal gamers out there like uh, yeah. Sweet Anita. Like she's mm-hmm. she's probably one of the big, big mm-hmm. streamers that I actually watch. And, you know, she has Tourette's. And I think that's like probably, you know, one of the things I, I don't want to say entertaining. That sounds really mm-hmm. fucked up. But like she doesn't she doesn't really like, Oh, let me come on here with my big boobs. And like, she actually plays video games and obviously deals with her ticks and stuff. But like, she brings a lot of awareness to like the Mm -hmm. Tourette's community and Mm -hmm. has built such a great platform. So I'm not discrediting, you know, girl gamers. I'm just saying that I know there's a lot of phenomenal ones out there. I know there's a lot of phenomenal ones that, you know, earn money and do things the right way. I'm just saying that if we're going to talk about like how much money is being brought in, like, let's be realistic at where it's actually going. Yeah, no, no, I I agree with you. And Desiree, uh, we can definitely talk about the uh, digital platforms as well. But there are some people or some females in the uh, MTG or TCG uh, space that stream and do very well. Alias V is one that comes mm-hmm. to mind. Um, MTG Nerd Girls, another one that comes to mind. Uh, what's the one? Lady Good Danger. One? Lady Danger is a fantastic streamer. Um, The uh, Good Luck High Five Girls, they and we're talking in the traditional sense of what the general public would consider sexuality. The content streamers or the content creators that I just mentioned in the NTG or TCG space have pushed zero sexuality. Okay. But then you have some. And I'm not knocking anybody, okay? I'm not knocking anybody for their hustle. But you do have a few out there, like I would say the first one that comes to mind is Italia Vess. Uh, Are you familiar with her at all? Yes, I am. Okay. 
Talia puts it out there. And, you know, I'm not knocking anybody, you know, do your thing. But in a space like MTG, does Talia Vest hurt or help the community, you think? You know, given the amount of males that play, um, I I feel like it's it's helpful because, you know, there's there's that cosplay aspect to it where she's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the cards themselves, the characters are meant to be mm-hmm. appealing. And that, mm-hmm. that sense of appeal does come into mind. Um, as far as gameplay goes, is in my opinion, if you have the gameplay, if you're able to sling the spells, kick butt, mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah. it's your own decision after that. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of overly sexualizing ourselves as women in order to play a game. Um, that's again, I, I don't want to put my opinion onto others or, you know, offend anybody. Um, and I, I, it's hard. It's hard to say out loud sometimes, but it's in my personal opinion, I don't think over-sexualizing is necessarily the way to go, but it happens and it's unavoidable in some instances. Um, But on the flip side to, you know, this lady, there's another player out there. She's 11 years old. Her name is Dana Fisher and she is absolutely phenomenal. And she's the sweetest thing. Her father oversees everything that he does, or uh, excuse me, everything she does. And he's there with her the whole, every step mm-hmm. of the way. And that okay. is just a power duo if there ever was one. And she is mm-hmm. like the shining beacon of what women gamers can be because she's starting at a super young age. She's good at what she does. You know, there's absolutely no sexualizing her in any way, shape or form, which I is great. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, you see it sometimes yeah. at a very young you're, age. You're I mean, right, the Disney right. channel is a great example of little girls being shown off at a young age and whether or not it's on purpose, you know, that I'll leave that up to someone else to decide but i love seeing players like dana because she is so pure and she's just so good at what she does and i've had the pleasure of playing with her a few times and it just that is my hope for the future is that we have more danas coming up and into magic and other platforms so do you think that because you talk about over sexualization and you just it kind of just clicked in my head do you think that when because Females are over-sexualized in video games, and I'm sure it's the same with, like, your Magic the Gathering little cards. Like, they over-sexualize these female there are characters. Some. There are some. I, I, I don't know anything about it, but I, I'm assuming no, because no, I just know the gaming right. community. Like, that's what you're they right. do. Like, you know, I, I win I win this big armor on, like, Skyrim, and you put it on your female character, and your babies are covered. Like, it, it's, it's insane to me. Do you think that if video games would would start showing a little bit more respect for females in that aspect that maybe we'd stop seeing females, female gamers stop over-sexualizing themselves. Real quick, before the, lady, before the ladies answer, I would like to respond with that uh, Magic the Gathering, Wizards of the Coast and uh, Hasbro has really been a leader in what I would, for lack of a better term, uh, the, the, the woke movement in gaming. Okay. Mm-hmm. They really done their best to take racism, sexuality, and stuff out of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons as best they can. Now, whether you agree with that decision or whether you don't agree with that decision, that's fine. That's up to you. Didn't you show me a trailer of Magic the Gathering where, like, the woman is walking with, like, a very skimpy dress? Oh, well, uh, the War of the Spark trailer. Desiree, (laughs) do you remember that? Uh, Vaguely. The most recent one that I remember is Olivia. 
Okay. Well, it was Tabitha and I have watched it numerous times. It's mm-hmm. basically Liliana in the War of the Spark trailer. And I don't want to say she was scantily clad. I mean, there was a little cleavage in the shot, but I mean, I, uh, I mean, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. I don't, I don't think it was that bad. That That's just me. But Desiree, go ahead and respond to uh, Jen. I'm sorry. So I, I really do think that if women had more clothing for a great example would be Mortal Kombat. I absolutely love Mortal Kombat. It's one of the best fighting games out there. It's classic, mm-hmm. but my favorite character, um, what's her name? Katana. She's half naked all of the time. Yeah. And yeah. I really feel like that, you know, the e-girls and the booby streamers that you're talking about, if they didn't have, you know, anime shows to base these ideas off of, if they mm-hmm. didn't have Mortal Kombat to look at, if there weren't scantily clad magic cards to look at, you know, that may not be a goal to get their presence out there. You know, that that might not be the attention bringer that they look at, they look for because it's not necessary. So I, I really feel that once, you know, Skyrim gives you more than just a bikini to put on <laughs> <laughs> with, you know, armor plus five, whatever it is, you know, we're going to be doing more for women moving forward in gaming. <laughs> if, I mean, if, they're, if they're not going to change the, the, the female characters, then like, let's show the love and do the same to the male characters. Like let's put them in fucking the belly showing armor also. And like, Hey, oh, my, my armor blocked your arrow, even though I'm barely covered. Okay. Uh, real quick, Tabitha. Yes. I, I, I agree with everything mm-hmm. that Desiree and Jen have said, mm-hmm. but I do want to ask you, is there, we've talked about the negatives. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are positives to having, God, what's what I'm looking for? Sexuality in games. Is this something that we need to be mindful of? Because all of us here are old enough to have kids. Right. Okay. Some of us here are old enough to have grandkids. Grandkids. Just saying. So, do we take all sexuality out of video games or uh, the gaming platforms in general, or do we pick and choose? Um, So this is the way I look at it. So would I like sexuality to be taken out of video games? Absolutely. Because women, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and fight you like with Katana. If one of her suits is just a, bodies like she's wearing a bathing suit that's it like but um i'm gonna say it like this so everybody was upset because of how barbie depicted women so then they made a barbie that depicted the real size of women and then everybody shunned it and didn't want it so that's what i'm afraid would happen if they took sexuality out of video games I see what you're saying there. Yeah. That That's one of those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many, God, for lack of a better term, how many plus size women do we see in video games or in the gaming space in general? So I, I definitely, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, that's not fair. That's not right. Mm-hmm. I understand why companies do it, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make it right. Because sex sells. That's why. Yeah. 
And that's and that's really unfortunate, especially when yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of these games are games that kids play and yep. they, they shouldn't be getting exposed. to. That. And I mean, I, I can't really say much because I remember it's funny because that we're talking about this because I, I was just thinking of this the other day, how like what the original Tomb Raider game. Like I remember there was like a cheat to, to get Laura Croft's fucking shirt off you know mm-hmm. or in the shower or something i don't remember exactly what it was really? I, yeah, yeah i remember yeah. there was like some kind of a bug or something that mm-hmm. allowed you to do that and it's like really it's I, I don't remember that huh. it, it, it was like one of the original i can't honestly remember it's so long ago but i do remember that being a thing and it's just it's very unfortunate because like i said kids play these games mm-hmm. and you look at i, I don't I don't have kids, obviously, but, you know, I see kids running around the neighborhood or, you know, passing schools and stuff. And the way some of these little girls are dressed now, and I'm not saying that this is a strict correlation to video games, because obviously we have, you know, music videos, movies, Mm -hmm. TV shows where, you know, they're over sexualizing, you know, women. And and honestly, even like little I don't want to say little girls, but younger, like the teenagers. And Mm -hmm. it's 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 causing a lot of issues and I don't want to get political, but like, that's, you know, where it's going with mm-hmm. this. And I, I don't think <clears throat> I understand that sex sells, but is it really necessary to the storyline in the game? No, you know, no. like it's not, it's, it's not, not necessary. It's not necessary to have characters like that. You know, if, if they want to be all inclusive and, and have strong women leads out there, then they need to do it the right way. Like I, I don't have to have a, you know, big boobs and a big ass and skimpy clothes to be a strong woman in a, in a video game. Desiree, I, I'm going to toss it to you on this, but I 100% agree with everything that Jen just said. I firmly believe that there is a space for sexuality in video games, but there is always this stereotype that video games or just gaming in general is more for the younger crowd. And you're walking a very dangerous tightrope when you're talking about sexuality and younger girl or younger people in general. And how do we balance this out? What What's the, uh, how do we crack the code to help protect the kids, but also not censor, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, censor game developers, whether it's in a tabletop space or a digital space? You know, I think the the game rating is definitely helpful. I've got two young sons. They're three and five, and they're just barely starting to explore the the Switch and then also our Sega. And there's some games that I won't let them watch when we play them because they don't need to be exposed to mm-hmm. that. I don't want them creating the idea that if a woman is going to be in a video game, she needs to be half naked. Um, they don't need to know that boobs are sexualized, you know, at five and three, you know, they don't need to know that before they're 10. Um, So game ratings would definitely be helpful, you know, if they were a little more stringent about that. And also putting your everyday average woman in the video game, you know, somebody who isn't walking around with giant boobs and a giant butt and, you know, with the, 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 the sexy walk that Catwoman does, you know, not every yeah. woman mm-hmm. plays her hips like that. Um, you know, there's average Joes and there's average Janes. And I think depicting more average Janes, just regular everyday women within that graphic or, you know, the graphic design would be a serious help for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, great, great answer. Great response. All right. So, ladies, let's have some fun. 
I've been having fun this whole time. Ha- where have you been? <laughs> Worst producer ever. Worst okay. producer ever. <laughs> right? Remember, if you guys want to apply for uh, producer, headlinesandcoffee at gmail.com. <laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. So we're going to get into some fill in the blank. And since Jen is familiar with this game, we're going to start with her. And number one, Jen. My favorite gaming video or my favorite gaming character, because this can be digital or tabletop. My favorite gaming character is blank. Oh, man, that's a hard one. I I would have to say, uh, what's his name from Assassin's Creed? Ezio. Okay. Tabitha? Liliana. Hello. Liliana, okay. Oh, can I change my answer? Yeah. Savannah's Windrunner from World Warcraft is my favorite. I fucking love her so much. Okay. And Liliana Vess and uh, Desiree? Katana. Yeah, she's she's my favorite. They're fans. All right. Going with Desiree and going the other way around. Blank is my favorite game to play in a party setting. Mario Kart. Okay. Tabitha? Heads up. Yes! My woman! That's a good one. <laughs> um, the Jack in the Box games. Okay, those are those are fun. Or you don't know Jack, not Jack in the Box. What is it? Sorry, you guys, you're, for those of you that Jack. are new, no, you guys have to understand I have brain fog really bad this week, so I my brain's not all here. But yes, um, you don't know Jack. <laughs> Tabitha, one game you cannot live without is blank. Magic the Gathering. Jen? Oh, that's hard. World of Warcraft. Desiree. Magic. All right. Desiree, blank is my favorite game on a digital platform. Ooh. Think fast. Think fast. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Tabitha? Injustice 2. Jen? World of Warcraft. Okay, Tabitha threw me off. I really thought she was going to say Diablo 3. I really, really did. Yeah, but I like to win on Injustice 2. Okay. Uh, Jen. By the way, that kid is so cute in the little Stitch outfit, Aaron. That's my son. Oh, that's your son. He's so cute. (laughs) Awesome. All right. And finally, starting with Tabitha. Gaming for women will be better if we do blank. Put more clothes on female characters. <laughs> Jen? I, I agree. Better representation. And Desiree? Better representation for sure. Okay. So going on that, uh, before we wrap up, I want to, and I definitely want to start with uh, Desiree. How do we do better as far as representation for women in gaming, whether it's tabletop or digital? Take the gender out of it. You know, yes, we're women, respect that we're women, but don't base our abilities off the fact that we're women. Just play with us because we're here to play and we we should know what we're doing. And if we don't know what we're doing, please teach. But Mm-hmm. Teach without being patronizing. Mm-hmm. Stop mansplaining, guys. Tabitha? Same. Desiree, she hit the head on the nail. The nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Jen, how about you? 
Uh, no, I, I definitely agree. Like, don't don't look at me as like I'm a female gamer. Like, I'm just look at me as a gamer and give me a chance. And, you know, either I have skills or I don't, you know, just like any other any other male out there. And listen, I, there's some males out there. I'll run them through the fucking ground in Madden. I've done it before. It's been a, it's been a minute, man. It's been a hot minute since I played Madden, but I'll, right. I'll give it a go. Real, real quick before we wrap up, I definitely want to give Desiree a chance to uh, plug the women of gaming and all of the socials and everything. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to get that, but I want to, I want to take a second and pause um, and say, as a man, and again, take this for what it's worth. This has been a privilege, and I cannot thank all three of you ladies enough for giving us this insight and having the time to explain the benefits of women in gaming and, you know, while also exposing some of the issues with women in gaming and all three of you have been fucking phenomenal. And I've actually learned a lot tonight. I've learned actually a little bit about myself and I cannot thank you three more and it, this this was awesome this has been jen and i had one other episode and i'm not going to go into it because i don't want people conflating the headlines and coffee versus the h and h and c buddies and this is the first h and c buddy so what the fuck ever <laughs> but this is the first one i've had in a long time that has made me feel something and i you know i love jen you know, she's family to me, but at the same time, this was an episode that made me fucking, you know, I I got it. It's like, Bill, wake up. And you all helped me with that. So thank you so very much. And I appreciate that. Thank you ladies for being here. Look at him getting all sensitive. I know it. (laughs) Well, I'm just being honest. It was, it was great. This was eye opening. And to be completely blunt, y'all gave some answers that I was not expecting. And it's like, holy shit. You know, it, I hate to sound like woke, but you guys kind of opened my eyes to some things. It It really was a great thing. But Desiree, please tell us more about women in gaming, where we can find you, how the ladies can get involved. So right now, our main website is womenofgaming.com. We have a big Facebook presence, and we're also um, on Instagram and Twitter. So our Instagram is the only one that's different. It's women underscore of underscore gaming. Um, That being said, we would love to have everybody follow us if you have the time. We're going to be streaming on Twitch a lot more. And if you're interested in starting ladies' nights at your own LGS, you know, please hit us up at womenofgaming at Yahoo. Um, I'm desperately, desperately wanting to set up a ladies' night across the country if possible. I mean, I would love to hit up Chicago and Michigan and New York and just all of the big areas and the small areas too, you know, out in the country Mm -hmm. where women want to play, but there just aren't a lot of opportunities to Mm -hmm. do that. You know, our, our biggest mission is to bring women who game together to connect us, to create that safe space. And, you know, like I said, we're in our infancy, but we're looking to grow. We're dying to grow and we're doing everything we can to make that happen. Awesome. You're primarily in Cali right now, right? With your events. Yeah, we're in SoCal. SoCal, okay. All right. Um, if, Bill, if you can just make sure you email me all that stuff, and I'll, right. I'll make sure I do a video and plug all your stuff so that everybody can see it there all at once. 
100%. And uh, that's something that I would love to see a resurgence in here in South Central Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It is more women in gaming. There are, are LG. Let me rephrase. We've got a couple of LGSs where Tabitha and I live, but the uh, the female turnout is minimal. Now, there was one in particular that had a couple of female game nights, but they just did not show up. And it's really sad because this is such an, an untapped resource when I, you know, I, I hate to do it this way, but let's be honest, female gaming generates dollars, whether it's online or whether, and forget the booby stuff, forget the e-girls. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I feel that an LGS ladies game night will generate such great dollars. And here in South Central Kentucky, I think that would be a great thing. Tabitha, your final thoughts. Um, I would love to see that in Kentucky because at one of our local game stores, it's literally only men there. There's not even one woman. And I think the one woman that I did see there, she stopped coming. Yeah, I don't blame her either. Um, But it's that's just all you see. And then the D&D ladies, when they tried to have a ladies night, like two people showed up. And, and I fully support now. And Tabitha yeah. is referencing when I was the uh, manager. I, you know what? I don't give a fuck. The um, uh, game exchange mm-hmm. in Kentucky, in South Central Kentucky. I don't want to say the specific city, but when I was the manager there, I <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> I'll lose, but I'll fight you. Uh, no, I push that so hard mm-hmm. on social media. And if there was a female that came in. I don't care if you were male, female, if you were male that identified as a female, I don't care. If you were a female, I was passing out cards, mm-hmm. encouraging to come to D&D Ladies Night, yep. to come to uh, um, Girls Magic Night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about this area, but getting girls to get involved with gaming in our particular area. Yeah was so hard he would literally have me sit there with his assistant manager and we would be playing magic just to get people to stop and say what are y'all doing yeah can you Uh, show me i want to play yeah okay desiree i'll share a quick story with you tabitha and i my father had uh oh or uh, heart replacement surgery he had a heart transplant at vanderbilt in nashville tennessee just down the road from us And Tabitha and I, we knew it was going to be a long, arduous process, and we knew there was going to be time to kill. Don't get me wrong. I love my dad. and But at the same time, you know the the process that you're going to be. You're going to be at the hospital for three or four days, okay? We brought game tabletop games including magic and people would stop and, oh, what are y'all doing? What's going on here? You know, because we're not – Right. Yeah. 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 We're not on our damn phones and we're engaging each other. And if I I could inspire that more with women Mm -hmm. in our local community, I I would just be fucking happy. (laughs) I mean, for lack of a better phrase. And so how, how do we get people involved like that? Uh, I think a lot of it is, you know, social media and advertising, um, putting the word out. You know, for me personally, um, I I spend a lot of time with passing flyers out and actually talking to people online. 
Um, I try to not just be the the blank face behind women of gaming, but be out there in the forefront, talking to people, mm-hmm. shaking hands, passing out business cards, letting not just letting people know, but actually going out and finding the women that are playing or that are at conventions or that happen to walk into the game store with their boyfriends and husbands. You know, um, my, my, my partner, Sammy and Nikki, they're doing the same thing. They see people and they, they walk up like, Hey, have you played magic? Have you tried this? Do you want to come? We have ladies night. You know, we are bombarding people as much as we possibly can um, because it's, it's easy to see, you know, the name women of gaming and just think, okay, this is another social media thing it's not going to turn anything out. But once you're out there and you're really, really pushing and doing all of the footwork, you know, it makes a huge difference. I agree. Definitely. I want to thank everyone for watching. I think this was a very important and a very fun show. I want to thank our guests, Tabitha and Desiree for joining us. And Jen, do you have some, uh, Jinjin thoughts, final thoughts, wrap it up. Um, I mean, I'm just going to wing it like usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies, please stick around. I'm going to let Jen have the show and wrap it up. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. We do appreciate it. Jen, hit them with it one time. Winging it. Um, thank you again to Desiree and Tabitha for coming on the show. I had a lot of fun. Um, I, if you guys ever want to teach me Dungeons and Dragons, I'm definitely interested because like, I've always wanted to know, I just don't know how to do any of it and, you know, probably don't network the right way. Anyways, um, you guys, you know, video games, whether it's for you or not, you, you should show a little, I don't want this to sound condescending. It's going to, it's going to, but anyways, show a little respect to the gaming community. Um, there's a lot of important movements that are happening within the gaming world. You guys all know that I'm a part of stack up that uses, uh, you know, video games as an outlet to help veterans, you know, especially with like, you know, suicide awareness and all that stuff. Very important with the mental health. Um, and for those of you that indulge yourselves in gamings, remember, just find a balance, especially if you have a family at home and, you know, you have to, you, I, I know it sucks going out in the sunlight sometimes, but you have to get involved in the, in the real world. Um, you can't just always indulge into video games. You have to find that happy balance. Thank you guys for all tuning in. Thank you to producer Bill. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. <laughs>